When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening on Amazon Music is included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Just head to Amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Enjoy thousands of ACAST shows ad-free for Prime subscribers. Some shows may have ads. Ready to disrupt your industry without disrupting your flow? The Levy Evening MBA program at Santa Clara University might just be the perfect fit. The Levy School of Business is where you'll reach new heights without compromising your current career. You'll meet your part-time MBA cohort two evenings per week on Levy's campus in the very heart of Silicon Valley, where innovation and creativity thrive. Join Silicon Valley's premier part-time MBA program for working professionals. Search Levy Evening MBA to discover more. One more time, Levy Evening MBA. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. (laughs) Was hard, but not anymore, thanks to Wondersuite from Bluehost. Answer a few questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically create your website or store. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content, and we automatically help you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. By Drea is a curated, shoppable lifestyle site of the best in wellness, fashion, beauty, interiors, and lifestyle, according to Drea Murphy, wellness expert and brand builder. As an entrepreneur with a history of building up-and-coming brands, curated collections for notable retailers, hand-selecting in-room amenities for luxury hotels, working with some of the biggest names in fashion, and founding a creative marketing company, Elise Collective, Drea discovered that more does not equal better. So to cut through the noise, she was inspired to create this shoppable outlet to share everything she has tested, learned, and loved. With an eye for styling high and low, a passion to discover the best in wellness, a refined criteria for vetting beauty products that actually work, and a desire to share everything in between. 
she brings you an unparalleled collection of tried and trusted products. If she wouldn't wear it, try it, visit it, taste it, sip it, or swear by it, it doesn't make the buy Drea cut. And trust me, I swear by the Drea cut. Shop at buydrea.com. Women's Wear Daily calls Pretty Ripe, the number one newsletter for women proudly over 40. Every week you get beauty and style tips, midlife career advice, the latest health news and inspiration for living your best life at any age. Go to prettyripe.com to sign up for the weekly newsletter and be sure to follow Pretty Ripe on Instagram to join this juicy movement. I'm still wondering what I'm going to be when I grow up, I think. And when I was 85, I decided who I was and who I was going to be. And from 85 until 100, I've lived an incredible life. Welcome to She Pivots. I'm your host, Emily Tish sussman I had left my decade-long political career in D.C. after having my first two kids during the Trump presidency and felt burnt out. After having my third child, spending a year in lockdown with my family, and another tough and exhausting election, I began to find solace in the stories of women who had made these big career decisions and then found success and happiness in their change. I began to realize that so many women had pivoted due to personal reasons, and they still found success through non-traditional paths. This new show celebrates these stories, and I'm so excited to bring them to you with She Pivots. Betty Reed Soskin is 100 years old and has seemingly lived 100 lives in that time span. She is known best for being the oldest park ranger in history and retired at the age of 100 just a few months ago. I was honored to interview Betty over the course of two days to hear firsthand about her incredible life and her pivots. Sadly, Betty suffered a stroke in 2019, which has impacted her speech ever so slightly. But nevertheless, her power behind every word is intentional. Born in 1921, Betty's journey started in Detroit, then to New Orleans, and eventually bringing her to Richmond, California, where she still lives. She married twice and each time found small, creative ways to pivot, whether it was through music, volunteering, or her children. She didn't know she was pivoting at the time, nor did she really feel like she was making decisions for herself. The culmination of Betty's life is a collection of small moments of resistance, which led to her historic role as a park ranger. I'm Betty Reed Sostin, and I'm 100 years old. Now, you started your adult life in a fairly traditional homemaker way. Can you tell us about that? Yes. I really had four children, and they were my life for, oh, goodness, I I can't imagine, maybe 50 years. Betty tells the story of her life in her book, Sign My Name to Freedom. We were lucky enough to use excerpts from it. In any book about a life that is reaching toward its 10th decade, 
Far more is going to be left out than can possibly be put in. One regret I have is that there was not room enough to put in more about my four wonderful children. Betty had four children with her first husband, Mel Reed. Rick, Dory, Bob, and Diara, who was born David. Early on in her marriage with Mel, they opened one of the first black-owned record stores in California. I want to read an entry from Betty's blog, which she started in 2003 as a way to record her family history. I was a very lonely young mother with four kids and a very busy husband who left us to our own devices most of the time while he ran the small but successful business that supported us well. He was a good man. He had a troubled wife, but he surely didn't know it. So one of the important pieces um, was opening the music store. Was that the first jump that you made from being a homemaker to a homemaker plus business? I think so, except that I don't really remember feeling as if that was, that was me. It was my husband. I was working for my husband. I don't remember, I don't recall ever realizing that that, that was something I was doing. I don't think I felt myself until I was over 50. I thought of myself as a housewife. I never really had a job until till just before I divorced my first husband. My first job when I became free was at the University of California. And I was, I was in a class that was designed for people who were changing life's goals. And the man who was leading the class took me on and told me that he was accepting a position at the University of California. She spoke to William or Bill Soskin, and they agreed that she would work for him for two weeks to see if she enjoyed the work. If she did, she could stay on, but if she didn't, then she was off the hook. At the end of the two weeks, I decided to stay and became the second in command on the university project. Betty married Bill quickly after those two weeks, something Betty now looks on as a crutch of sorts. I didn't know who I was at the time. And I married him. There wasn't more than weeks, I guess, or months. But I didn't know how to be alone. I only knew who, who I was in relation to someone else. And that happened until I was 85. <laughs> and when I was 85, I decided who I was and who I was going to be. And from 85 until 100, I've lived an incredible life. Betty and Bill eventually divorced, her second and final. Though still difficult, her experience with her first husband, Mel, was uniquely challenging. Here is a moment where Betty recalls her mental break. I had a mental break in my, in my late 30s. I was a lonely young mother in a failing marriage with a troubled adolescent son struggling with his sexual orientation with two little boys battling valiantly against racism in an all-white world of the suburbs. 
having to deal daily with rejection from an irrational, hostile community because of their skin color, and just beginning to come to terms with the growing certainty that my beautiful three-year-old daughter had been born brain damaged and would need a lifetime of constant care. I'm certain now that what was then seen as a mental breakdown was an appropriate response to an impossible set of life circumstances. The mind finds ways to protect itself from what it cannot process. The only possible escape was to move ever deeper into myself. By virtue of hindsight, I'm beginning to see that the mental break may have marked the point where I came to terms with the fact that the source of all power is internal, where I stopped looking for completion from outside myself. This may have been the place where I grew up, so to speak, dreaming huge dreams of power and rebellion and starved for freedom from a life with no access to the depths of herself trying terribly hard to fulfill the expectations of marriage and motherhood. Can't remember the time of day or what caused such a sense of determination and defiance. It must have been an epiphany that heralded a major life change. If I recall correctly, this preceded the beginnings of what would later be diagnosed as a period of psychosis. And looking back through a lens imbued with the wisdom of accumulated years, I now know that this was surely an unfortunate misdiagnosis. It did not take into account the impossibility of being sane in a world gone mad. And I, I began to write music. But I thought I was remembering music. I didn't realize I was writing music. I never wrote anything that took more than about 10 minutes. But I never did forget anything that I wrote. I can sing them now. To each of me. To each of me. To love within the reach of me. And if this love could teach to me, why each of me, in turn, should torture so the soul of me and tear apart the whole of me. Within life's play, each role of me must speak to me, must learn. In 1987, Betty found herself in a situation she could have never imagined. She lost the three men who she had formed her life around. Having grown up in the early 1900s, she saw her role as moving from father to husband. At the time, it simply wasn't a question. I don't remember anything except that in 1987, all of the men in my life died at one time. I think that for most of my life, I believed that I came into my own only after being forced to confront life without the men in my life who defined me. I think that I saw them as a positive space to my negative, that I had always been the other half of a whole. And after being defined by these three men all my life, they left within three months all three of them, my husband, my first husband, who was my good friend, 
plus my husband, my second husband, who's also a good friend, and my father, who had been pretty much my friend up until then. And I didn't know who I was for another three months. I couldn't imagine being without them. But then I found at the end of three months, I suddenly discovered that I was no longer Betty Reed or Betty Charbonnet or Betty Sostin, but Betty. And I've been spinning off that Betty ever since. How did that feel the first time you felt like somebody? I wasn't sure at first how it felt. I, I remember looking to my children for clues. It was sudden. I, I simply whipped out of being nobody to being somebody. I don't remember ever wanting to be something when I grew up. I don't remember that. I don't remember that feeling. I do remember that I always found it after the fact, never going in. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Mm. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But despite her lack of intention, her list of accomplishments is long. 
she saved the record store after her first husband, Mel, lost track of the finances. She got involved with her local political party, marched for civil rights, and worked at the mayor's office. Because I don't remember ever wanting to be anything and achieving it. I don't remember that. I only remember finding opportunities and taking advantage of them and, and, and simply moving one thing to, to the next. I don't remember ever feeling as, as if I could be something more. When I woke up and found myself much more than that, I was surprised. <laughs> I'm still surprised. And move on she did. In 2003, she was working in the state assemblywoman's office and she attended a meeting that would change her life. She sat in on a meeting to discuss the creation of Rosie the Riveter Park to commemorate those who served the World War II effort. Soon, she realized the collection of engineers, city planners, architects, historians, scientists, and National Park Service staff simply did not understand the history that she herself had lived through. The park was designed to honor the women who had played a part in the war by taking the place of men who were fighting overseas. And that was not nearly as much as the job offered. I was the only one who was in the room for several years who was willing to speak out. And I didn't know that I was the only one at the time. Now I look back and I see that I was the only one. And there were people who who were living on my words. I had no idea. Now I know that, that I was the only person who was willing to speak out. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening on Amazon Music is included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Just head to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Enjoy thousands of ACAST shows ad-free for Prime subscribers. Some shows may have ads. Ready to disrupt your industry without disrupting your flow? The Levy Evening MBA program at Santa Clara University might just be the perfect fit. The Levy School of Business is where you'll reach new heights without compromising your current career. You'll meet your part-time MBA cohort two evenings per week on Levy's campus in the very heart of Silicon Valley, where innovation and creativity thrive. Join Silicon Valley's premier part-time MBA program for working professionals. Search Levy Evening MBA to discover more. One more time, Levy Evening MBA. Betty's work with the park led to the implementation of stories and histories that would otherwise be forgotten. Here is an entry from 2003 from her personal blog. This planning session was the second I've participated in, having been named to the team by my office and as liaison from the city as well. No one in the room realizes that the story of Rosie the Riveter is a white woman's story. I and women of color will not be represented by this park as proposed. Because what gets... Remembered is determined by who's in the room doing the remembering. There wasn't any grand conspiracy to leave my history out. There simply wasn't anybody in that room that had any reason to know that but me. But I do know that all of the stories 
that I was telling eventually moved into the park so that my fingerprints are all over it. And that that is something that I didn't count on doing. Now I wake up at night and, and I think of it and I'm grateful that I was here. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Mm. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Then at the young age of 85, Betty became a park ranger. It's just that, that I was going along doing my thing and someone dropped the uniform on me and called, said, this is a ranger. And I became that. And the job of being a ranger at Rosie the Ranger involves interpreting the Second World War, which just sounds like a terribly ambitious thing. It probably is, except that for me it wasn't. All the things that that, that, that took were what I was designed to do. And it wasn't because I was simply the only person who could do it, but I was the only one who was willing to do it.
you've been widely recognized at high levels. You received the Medal of Honor from President Obama. What did you think when you got that call? I didn't think. If I'd allowed myself to think, I would never have gone. I, 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 just, I just couldn't think. But I did go. And it was so wonderful. When Betty introduced President Barack Obama, a moment that would eclipse our best day for many of us, Betty describes the experience in relationship to the important women in her life. My granddaughters were with me. We were carrying a little bag that was a beaded evening bag, and I had given it to my granddaughter when she was 18. And we went back to Washington, and I had I had it on my hands, and the president handed me the presidential coin when we were introduced. He slipped it into my hand in the dark. And also in that bag was a string of pearls that I had received on my wedding day many years before, so that the years were imprinted on the necklace. And it was in the bag and my great-grandmother's picture, a small picture which I carried in my wallet, was also in the bag. And all of us were on the stage the night I introduced the president to the nation on PBS. And we were there. And the president didn't even know that we were all there. And it was so wonderful. Do you remember what you said to him or what he said to you? Yes. I looked up at Michelle and said, you are beautiful. (laughs) And I didn't say anything to the president. (laughs) I remember that because I was so just overcome. She She was so beautiful and she was so untested I I didn't I didn't know I didn't know that she was until I saw her and they were both standing above me and I was right down between them and I was not even up to their shoulders (laughs) I'm five two and they're six two and it was it was quite a, a day It is my honor to present to you the President of the United States, Barack Obama. Thank you, Betty, for that introduction, for your extraordinary service as one of our park rangers, and for all of your and your great-grandmother's contributions to this country. Please give Betty a big round of applause. I want tips from Betty on how I can look that good at 94. You almost lost the medal once. Can you tell us about it? I was sleeping, and I felt someone in my room. I lived alone. And it was a man. And I reached for my telephone, which was on my nightstand, which signaled that I was awake, which was 
the dumbest thing I think I could have done. And he came up to where I was, pulled me from the bed and wrestled with me all the way into the hallway. And he was wearing what seemed like pajama pants because there was a string around his waist. And I undid the string and squeezed his privates. <laughs> and he let go of me after pummeling me pretty much around the head. And I made it to the bathroom. And I sat there on the floor and I could feel my nerve coming back. And when I knew it was there, I got up and found that he had taken my computer, my telephone, and the bag that was holding the coin that the president had given to me. The coin was replaced by Sally Jewell, who had made a trip that July to Washington. And she asked the president to replace it. And he did. So I still have it. I'm at least happy to hear that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many women now, uh-huh. not just women, I think everybody, who's going through you know, similar feelings that you had described, maybe for different reasons, because of the last, you know, of the pandemic, the last couple of years, of feeling like they've lost themselves a little bit and not sure exactly how they're going to emerge. What do you say when you talk to people who are going through that kind of moment that you went through? I think it's probably different for everybody. I just don't think that that any of us grows in the same way. I think that we all have an arc that we follow. And I don't know how one defines that. I'm still going up, and I still don't know any more than I did when I was 25, or when I was 35, or when I was 50. I still don't know where it's going. You say that you're not finished yet. No. What else would you like to do? I don't know. I don't think I've ever given myself anything before the fact. I've, I've always caught up with myself. As life goes on, I have a feeling that I'm always just a little bit behind where I am. And I'm always wondering what comes next, as I am now. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. We had the opportunity to speak with both Diara and Betty about Diara's transition. Here's a small portion of that conversation. I started my life out as her son, David, and I was totally a cis male with no clothes. And in the last five years, I discovered that instead of a man that had feminine traits, that all my life I've been a woman 
pretending to be a man. So that's been a difficult transition for myself, but also with my mother, who understood my oldest brother being gay. But this isn't a sexual thing. It's an identity thing, which is a different, totally different concept for her to grasp. I know that that it probably is just just, just as hard for you as it is for me. Your oldest son. Yes, my oldest son was born homosexual. And he went all through his life, which was pretty short. It's gay at a time when it wasn't convenient to be gay. I don't know. I know it's easier now. It's easier, it's easier for me with you than it was with him. But my, my life consisted of four children, which is only the beginning, because each child was different. And you were someone else for most of your life and became a daughter in the last three years. That's an awful lot for a mother to, to deal with. It's hard for me in many ways, but not the ways you would expect. I don't have trouble accepting. I have trouble because after all these years of calling you David, I'm expected to call you Diara. That's, that's, that's about the hardest thing for me. <laughs> oh. oh, give me a second. <laughs> Betty still lives in Richmond, California, and is continuing to add chapters to her ever-growing story. I must admit, narrowing down Betty's story was no easy feat. She has dated Jackie Robinson, been named Glamour Magazine's Woman of the Year, and so much more. Her daughter, Diara, helps to share her story and the small parts that are often overlooked. Although retired from the National Park Service, Betty's legacy will live on through the history of Rosie the Riveter Park. To learn more about Betty and her incredible life, follow us on Instagram at ShePivotsThePodcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of She Pivots, where I talk with women about how their experiences and significant personal events led to their pivot and eventually their success. Leave a rating and comment if you enjoyed this episode wherever you listen to podcasts to help others learn about it. A special thank you to our partner, Marie Claire, and the team that made this episode possible. Talk to you next week. I'm Brittany. And I'm Eric. And this is for Colored Nerds. 
the weekly show where we peel back the layers of Black culture we rarely discuss in mixed company. From deep diving into the Black manosphere and Black femininity training, to examining the influence of Sex in the City on some of our favorite Black girl boss shows, we've got a little something for everyone. Never miss an episode of For Colored Nerds by subscribing and following us wherever you listen. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening on Amazon Music is included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Just head to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Enjoy thousands of ACAST shows ad-free for Prime subscribers. Some shows may have ads. Ready to disrupt your industry without disrupting your flow? The Levy Evening MBA program at Santa Clara University could be the perfect fit. The Levy School of Business is where you'll reach new heights without compromising your current career. You'll meet your part-time MBA cohort two evenings per week on Levy's campus in the very heart of Silicon Valley, where innovation and creativity thrive. Join Silicon Valley's premier part-time MBA program for working professionals. Search Levy Evening MBA to discover more. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.